previously on Roleplay Radio. One thing we didn't mention was that at the end of the year, we learned that Professor Galvan actually didn't kill Lore. Lore killed Galvan and got a ring that made him look like the last person he killed. So right. the Professor Galvan we know and love is actually Lore. We had also learned that the Auric would take care of loose ends by wiping people's memories. They used a potion. Hope you don't mind, I just, I love animals. Totally fine, I'm glad that the mice aren't a problem. Run it by me again, what is it you're doing? So, I have this memory wiping potion that I'm trying to figure out how to reverse the effects of. Just so you know, the tryouts are underway. At the end of the week, they will be held. These are the tryouts for the B squad. What? The F squad <laughs> is now an official extracurricular club that students can join. <laughs> what? what? Gary's big project right now is continuing to work on the memory stuff. Okay. He's got the frickin' mushroom! He does have the mushroom now. And it's noisy. It is very noisy. So I wanna, I wanna give you an alchemy check, but because this mushroom won't shut up, it's gonna be with disadvantage. <laughs> okay. 14. So I don't think he's really dealing with this mushroom yet. I think he just like... He dives right into his alchemy project. It's like there being distracting. He's just like, yep, yep, okay. Um, and he like feeds it some snacks because that's what uh, Madame Lisette did. Where's Gary doing this? I'm thinking at the base because mm, yeah. he probably dropped a lot of his alchemy stuff there since there was like a setup corner for it. As you're being distracted by this mushroom and keeping it busy with snacks, you at least have somewhat of a breakthrough. All right. You're thinking, all right, ingredients. I'm missing ingredients, and, and that is the key thing that is missing in your formula. You don't know what fucking ingredients they used in this potion, or you know half of them at least. And then you remember a mission that you did last year with your friends when you broke into Captain Dapplewing's Manor, and you fed Rampart a flower that came from Thorn. that erased an hour from Rampart's mind. Mm -hmm. And you also remember that Thorn shared pretty openly that he is a willow. Yeah. And that gives you a lead of like, oh, I need to go see some willows back at the Winterbloom, which is where you were just at. <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, he leaves the base and heads back to Witherbloom, still with the singing mushroom. Oh, I was gonna say, do you I'm forget just... it at the base? I can forget it at the base if that's more yes. fun. Yes, no, let's, yeah. let's do he that. He just leaves it behind, like, on the alchemy table. Oh, the following day would be when you have historical record keeping. Yep. We could say that you went in to talk to the professor? Yeah, uh, if he had office hours or something, that would also work. Because this is a conversation she'd want to have in private. Yeah, so. of course, of course. You go to Lord Holt, you go to 4803? Mm -hmm. If possible, she approaches from the opposite end of the hallway to avoid Professor Explodes a lot. <laughs> just in case his office explodes when she's walking past again. That is so funny because I was just about to say, as soon as you go into Professor Mearshaw's, you realize They've installed a door between their two offices because Professor Explodes a lot is for 804. So, <laughs> and they're like besties. So now they just keep that door wide open. <laughs> but you only see Professor Michaud on his side. Professor Khan, I don't even think he's there. Knocks on the door. Well, even if it's open, she sort of knocks on the, the doorway. Of course. <gasps> oh, 
He removes his big old like spectacles that have like multiple layers to them. Mistake. Could you close the door behind you? Yeah, she steps in and thaumaturges doors shut. And lock, please. Mage hands him lock. Thank you. He removes his ring. Slowly turns back into a tiefling. He looks very happy to be himself in front of more than just Quintoria's and Dappling. <sighs> do you mind? No, no, I just unexpected. What can I do for you? Well, I have about a million and one questions. Yes, of course. There was hardly time last year, right? Yeah. Um, but there is something a little more time-sensitive. Yes? That we could use your help with. Alright. Oh, first, I don't want to forget, and she pulls out this slightly singed copy of Rival Volume 4 that she <laughs> borrowed without asking at the end of last year. Ah, very familiar. Thank you. Um, this might be sort of a weird question, but do you know of any sort of magical artifact, item, spell, enchantment, anything that could manipulate a lot of people over a long period of time. I'm sorry, what? Like a, a charm person or suggestion, but for thousands of people over hundreds of years? I mean, there are historical records of relics, but they've been lost to the ages. What, what relics? Ones that haven't been accounted for yet. Uh, if you want to target that many people at once, you need something big. Something. <laughs> at this point, they don't exist anymore. Mistake their Blood Age relics. They've been broken down into hundreds of other smaller magic items, so they no longer can target that many people at once. What I'm saying is you would have to go back in time. Unless you want to dig for decades and hope you get lucky somewhere within our Earth. So are there any of these relics that existed back in the Blood Age or rumored to exist or anything? that haven't yet been accounted for. Ones that haven't been found anything. He goes to his bookshelves. I've been trying to find information on any of this, but without any sort of lead, there are- Is this an assignment? Sort of. Okay. The sort of kind that you had last year? Kind of assignment? No. Um, this is something Phoenix and I have sort of come up with. I'd invite her to speak for herself, but it's a little awkward, something a statue adores. Yes. Yes, I quite understand. Have you have you told her about about me? Yes, but she's young. Okay. Oh that's good. That's that's anyway, your question. Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. Here's the first example that came to mind, and he pulls out a thick history book that is from the Blood Age. <laughs> like a hundred page chapter, two uh, hundred page chapters on Golwanda the Blood Spiller and Zendel the Executioner. Do you know what the core are? Rin does not know, mistake might, because that's a 16. Okay, at this point they're all but extinct, but... They are ancestors, some say, to some modern elves and humans. Zandril was a core. Gowanda was an orcus. And there was definitely a divide between their people. Some say 
that Xandra was so hateful of those that he deemed as lesser. Orcs, tieflings, minotaurs, anyone who wasn't tall, slender, and fair-haired. Xandra believed that the world belonged to his kind. Golwanda, well, she's seen as a hero, leading the Thunder Riders, the Orcish, along with more minorities. They were both ruthless, but Golwanda was clearly the one fighting for the oppressed. Some say that Xandril's people hated Golwanda's people to such an extent that it wasn't natural. These two were the two major leading aggressors in the Blood Age. I mean, their armies numbered in the hundreds of thousands, and they had very powerful magic items. Many of them say that they used them to control their armies, to give them powers, to, I don't know, make them more raging so that they would kill mindlessly. Of course, those relics were never found. A lot of people say that Xandril and Golwanda died with these magic items. Relics. There were also snarls involved, so who's to say they might have been sucked into one? There are many different recollections from that time. Who's to say which one's real? Well, at a starting point at least. Yes. Um, one of the final battles was actually in... Uh, region of the world used to be called Zivastra, but modern day, the outskirts of Redfell. So it kind of takes the block. Oh. Do you mind if I borrow this? <laughs> oh sure, I mean, just so you know, it has a lot of maps that are very outdated, a lot of the names there you won't recognize. That, that's perfect. Okay. Land also changes and shifts, so... Might... If there's coordinates, anything I can use. Okay, yeah, no, it's yours. My library is your library. What? what why? <laughs> Don't get me wrong, is this, a, is this a phoenix thing? Does she want to know some things about the past? Not exactly. Okay. Professor. Yeah? Don't you think it's weird that everywhere else in Arcavios it's kind of become less shitty, yet Redfell and the areas around it just keep getting worse? I'm no geographist, but I know that behavior does vary. What you find radical, other countries across seas might see as normal. Right, and areas of a lot of travel, big cities with lots of people coming in and out, tend to absorb a lot of pieces from other cultures, yet Redfell has rejected all of it. As if acted upon by some external force. Isn't that weird? And what if that external force also started to affect tieflings? Mistake, every time you walk into a room, a hundred questions arise, and I love it. You know, the feeling's a little bit mutual, have to say. <laughs> well, I have all day, and I'm going to do some research. If you wish to stay, feel free. I might go somewhere a little more statue-friendly. Fair. May, may I come? Sure. You sure? Yeah. Is she ready? <laughs> she survived Redfeld again. She'll be alright. Didn't we? And he starts packing like a bunch of books to bring with him. Meanwhile, Mistake is also asking a bunch of low stakes questions like, so the accent I really have to ask because everyone I know sort of talks more like me 
and all the humans talk more like you. So is it, did you always have this accent or was this a learned thing? Wasn't it an affected thing? <laughs> Let's just say old habits die hard. I try to impersonate the old Mirsha and the accent just kind of stuck. Answers that question, just sort of checks that off. <laughs> Back at the base, what's Koss doing? I think Koss is coming in because they know that Gary has a free period and so they were looking to hang out and then does not see Gary anymore, it sees Gary's bag. Um, oh, just hello, like... Master Koss. Wasn't expecting you here today. Hey, Bart. Just um, checking in, you know. No it's worries. a bit nicer than my room. The vibes here are nicer than Oh, I'm sorry to say that. About roommate? Something like that. Also, you've done a really good job at this place. Oh, thanks. I can't take full credit for it. Master Griffin, Master Shelley helped plenty. Yeah, well, it's very nice. The ambiance is great. I don't know how you got live music here. I'm sorry, what do you mean? The, the music. I have a bad ear. Hang on. <laughs> Koss is going to attempt to try to locate the source of this song. Okay, alright. I think this is a perception check. Sure. Oh, but that's not great. Eight. <laughs> you find the source as in you find the vicinity, but the mushroom is staring at the wall. So to you it just looks like a mushroom, you're like, that can't be it. Where is the sound coming from? Is this something that Gary did? Did he make like a music box? Is it like on the alchemy table? Yeah. I think Koss is just gonna like trying their best to not mess up any of Gary's experiments. Very wary of the mushroom that could be a who knows what ingredient. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep, yep. And then out of nowhere, you feel like a tug as the mushroom tries to like nibble on your sleeve. Oh, oh, hello. Hello, friend. <laughs> Hey, what, do, you, do you have a name? Harold? <laughs> I have heard of such creatures. Didn't know any of them were native to Arcavios. I don't really know too much about them, but this guy is... Oh, we have clearly... a library. Here, little guy, come with us. You want to research on yourself? <laughs> do you know where that music was coming from? That's a great point. Try, try playing again. Well, sure. See what happens. <laughs> Do you like the music? <laughs> I think he more than likes it. I think he thrives on it. <laughs> Quiet, go, come on. Let's, let's keep it going. Um, let's see. Do you know music? So do you know songs specifically? Freebird! <laughs> Barney's over there gathering books on fey creatures. <laughs> so yeah, I think Gary comes back from Witherbloom Swamps as Koss has, I assume, just been hanging out in the base this whole time. <laughs> Making music with... <laughs> with the mushroom. La 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 la. I'm glad 
that it, it's doing okay. Is that what it's called? Capastry? That's, um, what Madame Lisette called it. Oh, cool. Um, it's him... It, it, they said that they they were I named Howard. I don't think Howard. it has a gender. Howard? Okay. No, Harold. 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 Well. All right. Anyways, check out these flowers that I got. So you remember how uh, Thorn had kind of a, a forgetful flower on him? Yes, okay. I've uh, been working on the Auric Forget-Me potion. Uh, what you call it? Brain spaghetti? <sighs> I don't remember recalling it that. <laughs> okay. Anyways, got some of that. Going to see what that does for possible antidotes. How are you? I'm, I'm doing good. I had a... Interesting class um, with Griff, soothing language. He seems to be taken to the wrong part of that class. Um, I feel like you just entirely glossed over the fact that you found a magical singing mushroom friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. an ex exquisite creature. I, I, you must be quite lucky, Master Gary. Well, I mean, it's not mine. It's just, it's... Madame Lisette said it was safer if it got taken care of as opposed to left in the swamps. I think we were going to try taking it to the Dragon's Guard. Uh, she said that it I was like more... This thing belongs in the Feywild. I've been reading here while, while Master Klaus has been singing to it. Turns out these things are also just, well, quite lovable. I would say that you didn't need to read the book to find that out about Harold. He's very adorable. <laughs> and right about then, Griffin Mistake make it to the base. Oh, then, oh, and you hit it in the face with the arrow? Oh my god. You gotta tell the others. Oh, this is great. Enjoying your classes. Hey, Bart, how are you? Good, this is the second time you come here very excited. The last time was for the Vortex thing. Oh, this time we fought a meat hunter. You fought a what? What oh. is a replica one? That doesn't make it- Apparently- Took it down. Apparently, there are these chests that you open them up and a random monster pops out, but it's only a replica of one. And the random one that we got was a mage hunter. Oh, that's bad luck. I mean, and... it kind of sounds like you can handle it based yes. on how Griff is- I'd say we handily dispatched it. Did you get hurt? No, no. Griff hugged it and I shot it. Oh, hugged it? That's amazing. It was an aggressive. It was an aggressive hug. Very, very aggressive. It, it's a very large mage hunter. Great. Well, everybody, um, I want you to meet Harold. Oh, did you not bring it to the Dragon's Guard? Oh, I got distracted. So check out these flowers that I got. How did you get distracted from the singing mushroom? Uh, I mean. From the alchemy table, there's just like a small, like, explosion noise. How's the flowers going? Oh! Great! Why don't you roll another alchemy check? Oh, okay. 18. Okay, okay. Gary, you have your mice, right? Yes. Your fractal mouse, unnamed as of yet, is guiding the mice towards the maze. The mice have figured out the maze to get to the cheese. You give one of them the drop that it needs to forget everything. Mm -hmm. And you put it down back at the base of this maze. And it doesn't know where to go. So you try it. And you drop the antidote in it that you just concocted. And just, just by instinct, the mouse stops when you drop the antidote on it. And it turns right around. And it follows the maze. Back to the cheese. That's what you see from your lap mice. Oh! Mouse, mouse found the cheese, mouse found the cheese! <laughs> Gary says to a completely empty room because it's two in the morning and everyone else is. <laughs> <laughs> yes! It is a beautiful.
beautiful morning at Strixhaven. Three of you head in to Duplicative Magic 101 from different directions. One of them's already on the right campus. One of you is coming from Silverquill and the other's coming from Loreholm. It's very interesting because this is technically a first year course. The class is about 70% first years. The other 30% being uh, second years who just decided they wanted to take it as well. We're second years who just decided we wanted to take yeah, it as well. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, Griff, you're not in this class. Griff's sleeping. No. Griff is, Griff's, yeah. It is a small class, around 40 students roughly. Very quandrix, very symmetrical. When you get there, you find that there is, of course, the teacher's desk, which has two chairs. But then there's also a side <laughs> desk on the, to the left of the board. And you see a familiar face sitting there, Lorene Arneza. And she does not see you. She is, uh, she is busy looking over the curriculum for the class, jotting down some notes here and there. And then you notice she's got piles of handouts that she's organizing, sharpening pencils in case people need one. The state just goes sit in the back of the room like usual. Gary will talk to Lorene. <laughs> I guess I'll go with Gary, or at least hang back. <laughs> in fact, Take some moral support, why don't you, in case. <laughs> That's right, she's still mad at me. Hey, Lorene. Gary? Yes? Uh, Are you taking this class? Sort of. I'm the teaching assistant. Oh, you took this last year. That's uh, right. I did. It was one of my favorites. Hi. Hi. <laughs> oh, hi, Koss. Hello. I, I, I'm so sorry, uh, Gary. I, you caught me off guard here. Uh, you're taking this class. Yes. For, for the whole for the whole semester. Well, I wouldn't take year. it for just part of the semester. Right. And you're gonna be sitting right there in the front, like you like to sit. He kind of looks back at Mistake sitting at the back, and he's like, "Um, I mean, I do like sitting in the front, but uh, I, I'm happy to sit in the back for this one. No, if, no, if it's, it's fine. Distracting. It's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> can we we can chat after class, right? Sure. Great. Uh, if you need anything, please do ask. I do love this class. Okay. See you later. And as soon as you turn around, roll, roll a dexterity saving throw. Okay. That is a nine. You smack face to face with, once again, Lorene. <laughs> and when you shoot, you look back, she's no longer in that desk and she goes, Ow! Frick! Uh, I was trying to do something cool and show you, hey, look, you weren't actually talking to me. That was a... Oh. Sorry. Oh, um, I, okay, I'll just, I'm gonna go, and he's gonna- Did you notice that, uh, because you bumped in, like, literally face-to-face, -face, her glasses are so broken. Oh, oh, sorry, um, do, can I, I can fix those. Oh, right, yeah, th thanks, I forgot you can do that. Uh, and then Gary's like, alright, okay, I, I can't bump into anyone this way, and he gets his experimental elixir of the day out, and drinks it, and it's an elixir of flight, and he just flies over to, uh, to where Mistake is sitting. There's some Alan who's flying to their seat. <laughs> you do notice that, like, she's got a little red splotch that's, like, vaguely curvy like your goatee. That you just you scratched her face and she's got very simple. Oh my god! Wow. We have, we have it was a hard bump, apparently. Yeah. That conversation looked like it went well. <laughs> Sorry, I could have warned you that there was a Lurine behind you, but you turned around really fast. You know, the one time that I actually tried to like do something quickly, that's, I guess, what happens. It's fine. 
So, the Twincaster professors walk in. You would have seen these professors last year fairly frequently. As usual, you see that they are walking, almost like Professor Adrix is walking in front of a mirror, except that Nev, her other self, you can call, or her twin brother, it's hard to say. As you would know, the story goes that when she was a child, she split, and no one knows why it happened. It was a magical phenomenon. When she split, she gained a male half, and that is Nev. You soon realize that Adrix is really the talker here. She immediately says, Good morning! Welcome to Duplicative Magic 101. And then she starts going through the spiel all the while. Her brother is very quiet, creating illusions in the air. Every time she's bringing something up within her lecture, animal-related, he'll make the illusion of the animal. Or he, she's mentioning a historical figure, he will create a sparkly illusion of that historical figure. And anytime her brother does talk, it is only to say the words, I concur. <laughs> the rest of the time, it is Adrix talking. Have you ever been working on something, say an alchemy experiment, and you needed an extra set of hands? What would you do? Or say you were working on a portrait, and uh, you needed someone as your model, but there were no other people around. What would you do? Or perhaps you were investigating an Oryx student in order to prevent an assassination on the captain of your university, but you needed help. He seemed very targeted. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then, the Adrix does shoot you winks, and all the while, the freshmen start to realize what's going on. And you might see a couple of cards being traded throughout the room as people whisper your way. Well, I suppose it's just it's the price of doing good stuff last year. It seems rather odd for professors to behave this way, doesn't it? I agree. Are they part of our fan club or something? Why are the first years trading their cards during the class? Why aren't they paying attention? This is fascinating! <laughs> uh, take your word for it. I'm sure if I understood it better, it would be. What, you don't have, um, basic calculus? Basic what now? Mistake is multitasking between this class and going through some of the other extracurricular work that she's working on, so her, her attention is a little split. Koss is realizing that this class is going to entail a lot more math than they expected, <laughs> and so they are asking for help for between both of the more <laughs> intelligent people that they're sitting with. Mm -hmm. Throughout their lecture, Adrix will continue to duplicate herself so that she finishes her sentences on the other side of the room. So she could be talking to you from one side of the room and then suddenly she's right next to your ear and she continues, <laughs> picks up right where she left off. Classwork that they give you during that time, Lorraine is making rounds as well as the, the professors. But it's funny because Lorraine has maybe two other selves, whereas the professors begin to fill the room to really try to get the one-on-one -on -one going. <laughs> to the point where it's like overwhelmingly loud by the end. There are so many Adrix and Nevs just around. More Adrixes than Nevs, I would say. Does Nev say things other than I concur when helping students? Nev communicates non-verbally. So he will create illusions in the air, both in the way of images and letters. But from what you can tell, he can only say, I concur. The professors end the class by dumping out a bag of holding in the center of the room and say, everyone take an object. For the next couple of weeks, your assignment will be to duplicate that object. Then we will progress until eventually you can duplicate yourself. Right, brother? I concur. These are just trinkets, literally worthless. It could be a lamp, a boot, a 
a can, a electric boot. It, it is just like a pile of things. Whatever you think your character would be like, that would be easy to duplicate, or that's an interesting thing to duplicate, I want to do that. Um, I want to take a slide rule. What is that? <laughs> that's the, that's what you could have before a calculator existed. So Gary's thinking, oh, that looks super interesting because you have to get all of the measurements like exactly right mm -hmm. so that it still functions. Can we keep the objects? You may. All right, Kelsey's gonna take a hat. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say hats would be, any article of clothing would probably be a popular thing. These Copies. items that were donated. Debating between a single glove or silver wire. Because I wanted this thing to get What has Griff been up to that entire morning? He had a free period. He went down, he was making, he was making breakfast. It was a Gary Scone. When you say he went down, you he went down to the beach? Yeah. Okay. And you know, he's he's eating his scone and he hears. You see Bart coming out of the storage room. His eyes look like he hasn't slept. And his hair is like very, very messy. And he's shivering. <sighs> Sir! Hey, hey, bud. What, what's up, Bart? I, did you know that Campestries apparently don't sleep? I, I didn't. No. <sighs> you look awful. I've had 10 cups of coffee in the last 24 hours. That, that's about ten cups too many for you, guy. It was cute at first, sir. I was thinking back. When, when, when are we dealing with that thing? I'll, I'll mention it to the group, to the squad. Perhaps we can ask your father for a clockwork servant of his if you could have one to spare. Because you, they don't sleep. You, you, you want to ask Captain Dad for... Vice Captain. Vice Captain Dad, for a, a robot, for a, a thing. I don't, know. I was hoping you would. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. <sighs> but what I can do is, you. why don't you go and, here's my dorm key, and why don't you go uh, take a few Z's and I'll, for the free period, we can hang out. Not you and I, but me and the, me and the mushroom. Compestry. Shroom. Thank you, sir. I, I, sure, thank you. And he just grabs his coat and immediately heads out towards your dorm. I think I actually want to say that Quintilius, Quintilius shows up to the base. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Why? Why? I heard some people talking saying you were headed this way. Griffin. Yeah. Griffin. <laughs> There's something I want to, I've been meaning to talk to you about and I, I've been working up the courage to ask because there seems to be a bit of a power dynamic here. Not that I'm against it. I can pay my dues. Griff, Griff, this Griff relationship has, means a lot to me. Griff has that feeling, again, of people wanting a piece of him, wanting to talk to him, not wanting to be mean. Is not look, going to be looking forward to what's gonna fall out of your mouth next. Mm -hmm. I know I can come across a bit strongly when I said that I was at your command. But I meant it, Griffin. I want to be the Theodilus to your bastion. I want to be your right-hand man. Listen to me. No, look at me. Look at me. Okay, yeah. Look Professor Zaphai yeah. is going to need a new protege this year now that Carl Silvertrope has taken the back seat on the production for this year, which means you and I can swoop in. Now, I've got plenty of ideas, and he pulls out a stack of plays. Like oh, you came prepared. My favorite, a broody cop drama where you and I play hard-boiling detectives. I can be the rookie. You would be the seasoned detective who is teaching me the ropes. What say you? You and I can be Zaphai's new protégés. 
Forget Kos. Get him out of your mind. You wrote all those, huh? Well, I didn't write... No. But I did write these here, and then she, he pulls out like three other ones. But, you know, these over here are classics. I think we start with a classic, then we go into originals. I never knew a buddy cop was a classic. It's called a buddy guard. <laughs> now, there's been talks around SPAS, you know, Strixhaven performing around society. society yep. That this year they want to do a talent show? A talent show, please. Sharing the stage. You and I could take the center of that stage, Griffin. I, you know, I, I hadn't considered that, and it's a very nice offer. You think on it. I'll leave this stack with you. Oh, Struggles to push it Thank towards. you. <clears throat> then you put yours right on top, I see, just for me to read. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Wouldn't want to miss those. <laughs> and then you hear the, uh, the confessory sing, and he just goes, Oh, fucking... What is that thing? It's, uh, one of... It's Bart's comfort animal. This is, a, this is a big adjustment for him, being so, so far away from home. You have a weird butt, but Griffin. It's weird tastes. Anyway, why? What is Mistake up to in between classes? You have historical record-keeping next. It is Professor Mewshaw, of course. Yes, and she knows he's going to be late, because he is always late for class. Yeah. And there was a thing that Mistake slash Rin completely forgot to ask him. So she is just going to write a quick little note in Infernal and leave it on the desk. And that note is just asking if he can fix someone's name in the registry. And she puts the, <laughs> the, the fake name Martinius Luciferius should actually be king. Okay. Professor Musha at the end of class, after his long, long lecture, very dry, unless you like listening to long lectures. He finishes by providing journals to his class. This is part of the grade. Keep a journal daily. It is uh, imperative because at the end of the year, we will look back on it and we'll be able to pinpoint what events happened, what actions you took that then ended up making an effect on what happened later in the year. <sighs> And with that, I, and he's not even finished saying a sentence, the bell rings and then a bunch of people just like get up and immediately go like, oh, thank God. <laughs> it's like, oh, don't forget to do your journaling tonight, okay. <sighs> no one stays to talk to him. <laughs> it's a very dry subject, historical record keeping. Hope you didn't find that as boring as everyone else apparently did. Being honest, I was multitasking. Of course, as always. D do you mind? Points to his ring. Uh, as long as you're fine with it. Great. <laughs> like, he like goes and starts closing stuff, and then he removes his ring. He comes a tiefling and pulls out your note. Funny. I was just going to tell you today that I was visited by someone friend of yours waves the paper in his hand. Ah, uh, he beat me to it. Yes. King, he called himself. Yes. No problem. Might take a few pulls here and there, but should be able to make it happen. But maybe someday the registry will actually accept our names. Yeah. Good guy. Had plenty of nice things to say about you. A boyfriend, perhaps? <laughs> no, no. We're, we're both too gay for that. <laughs> right. right. Well, good, good for you. Uh, 
Uh, two, two things. One, how, how is uh, your research going, whatever it might be? It's going all right. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird because it fits most of what I'm looking for, but not everything. Well, do not keep me in suspense that long. <laughs> well, Unless you have some answers, I would love to. Maybe I can assist it in, in any way. Yeah, it's just... Something like this could explain a lot of the human's behavior, but not what I'm seeing in one particular team. Is this someone you know well? Yeah, I suppose. Um, Starting uh, last winter, she just started acting a bit different, but very subtle. Only I and her husband could notice. Nobody else has noticed any difference. That concerns me. I uh, wanted to mention something that I recently learned that may or may not be linked to this. I don't know. My contact, Edmund Garassa, who I've mentioned before, tells me that the Ulrich have been rather quiet recently. This is normal behavior for them, uh, but they're almost a bit too quiet now. He believes, and I believe as well now, that either they are plane jumping so that they can do their planning more discreetly, or they're in hiding in other ways. Like inside books. Perhaps, or in disguise in public. I'm pretty sure she is not an orc in disguise. She? Yeah, I checked with both uh, Detect Thoughts and my earring. Well then. Didn't notice any, I mean, earring did find something weird, but not person is being impersonated weird. Just weird. Okay. Sort of I was also there and that is not how I remember it weird. To be fair, I was, you know, about eight years old and listening at the door, but... Oh. So this is, uh, someone you've known a long time? Yeah. Okay. For life, in fact. If you and the F-Squad ever need anything, I know this year you all are busy getting adjusted to your colleges, and I, with all this talk of the Triennial Cup, I don't know if you plan on signing up, but I, I tend not to go see them. If you did, I would go see every game. I'm not entirely sure, but I don't really have very many options if I want to be at this school next year. Yes. Well, I did hear that your organization might blossom, given that you now have a base and have tryouts coming on. Uh, yeah, all of that is also news to me. Uh, <laughs> apparently we can do things and get paid for it. If I ever have anything for the F-Squad to do in exchange for gold, I will happily contribute. <laughs> well, appreciated, I suppose. Uh, related to the F-Squad, just don't mention this thing that I'm researching on the side, okay? I wouldn't dream of it. Perfect, thank you. Does King know? No. Uh, only one person knows me is not in the school. Okay, you have my word. Meanwhile, during their free periods, Koss and Gary are walking along with Lorene. She looks better than last year. She ended the year in a, in a very stressful note, and she even held a grudge against Gary a little bit. But she looks better, certainly more put together. And she doesn't seem to be mad at Gary now? Yeah, in fact, she's gonna be a little apologetic. I know I acted like a jerk. 
I just, as soon as I saw your face, granted I couldn't see it behind that thing, but still, uh, I've been talking to Father, and let's just say sometimes he gets to me, and I forget that it's him that has a grudge, and it's not me, I mean, you guys were just saving the day from Hanoric, who, how were you to know who was behind the mask, right? Yeah, I mean, I do wish it had gone a different way for you, regardless. Me too. We certainly are not doing very well. We live in a much smaller place now, cramped into one room. Remind uh, me, you didn't know that your father was the Collector, right? No. Know that he was a werewolf. Um... So that's actually what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Uh, let's just say the Auric are not good at keeping connections if those connections screw up. Leans in, you know. I, I want to say she like took you through a path that's more or less secluded, so she can whisper. Dean Kyan is on Captain Morgoxor's list now. Like his hit list. Yeah. Same as us then, I guess. Let's just say her screw up. He didn't like it very much. And my father, well, he's in jail, so he can't really do anything. Wait, is Dean Kyan not in jail? You haven't heard? No. No. Captain Dapplewin kept her in the dungeons for questioning for a few weeks, then she was to be transported to Rundlestrom Prison. The wagon was intercepted, and she was broken out of, but that's the thing. My father swears, if you screw up, you're on Mulgaxer's hit list. So I don't think it was the Ulrich that broke her out. Unless they broke her out and then took her out. Which is possible. It's a possibility. It does feel like they would only want to do that if they wanted to send a message to the rest of the Auric. Otherwise, it's kind of like putting in a lot of effort for not a whole lot of output. That's fair, and I assume if they'd sent a message, then we would have actually heard more like yeah. about the death. Maybe she just had some friends or something. She must have been something other than an Auric. Sure. How are you and your father doing? Well, he keeps trying to convince me to get revenge on you. I'm not gonna do it. I know better. We appreciate that. Revenge how? I don't know. Make your lives miserable somehow. I told him I don't have the energy. I said, you got yourself in this mess. You get yourself out. Do you want to, like, replace our socks with banana peels or something? <laughs> no. No. Somewhere mistake gets a brilliant idea for <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's, that's all. I just wanted to relay that info. I don't think Dapplewing's crazy about it, so she's not really spreading the word. But Dean Kayan is on the loose again. I don't think she'll come after you. I don't think she'd be stupid enough to come back here after what happened last year. But certainly if you're ever out of the school, you might not be that safe. It's good to know. Mm. During your breaks and all that. Well, Maureen, I'm, I'm glad that you told us this. And I know that last year, well, a lot of stuff happened for you. If you ever want to talk through things, you know, the F-Squad's all friends here. Really? Gary? Yeah. Do you mean that? I do. This year I've lost a lot of friends. Including my best friend. What do you mean? Oh, just Jordan and I had a falling out. No biggie. Hey! I heard tryouts are happening this weekend. For the B-Squad? For your B-Squad. Congratulations. I wish I had more time on my hands. Not that anyone wants me to... Try out anyway. If you wanted to try out, we would love to have you. 
<laughs> you don't mean that. <laughs> You're a good student. Seemed like that would be helpful in a fight, or, you know, a... You're at least as smart as Gary, and that's saying a lot. Oh, thanks. Me. My father was an Auric, whom you fought last year, and you want me to try out. Griff's you. father's an asshole. We let him on the F-Squad. That's a fair point. <laughs> Only I can call my dad. <laughs> <laughs> he says to no one. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. I, I do appreciate it. Maybe. Maybe. I'll see you around. Can I bring something to Mistake? Yeah. At some point, poor Aurora was probably the closest out of all the roommates to the F-Squad and has barely gotten to engage. There have been numerous times in which I said Mistake's hanging out with friends. <laughs> yes. Um, so maybe that's why Aurora seeks you out as the only friend exactly. that's still yeah, hanging yeah, out yeah. with her. <laughs> Mistake has been whenever she finds people who have like the trading cards and whatnot, yep. she just finds a way to like seek out and then we'll come back and if Aurora's like in the same area, she'll be like, great, I'll sit with you if you scare people. Yes, <laughs> yes, 100%. And so, one night, Aurora will just somehow manage to pass Mistake a note, letting her know that, you know, if she wants to come hang out at Witherbloom like this evening, it's the evening before the tryouts. You know, you find Aurora, you also find that, funnily enough, she's hanging out with Thorn. You have learned that Thorn is her roommate. Yeah. This seemed like it was going to be a casual hangout. And, and, and it's more like she was summoning you. She walks up to you and says, Hey! Hey! Gives you a hug. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Uh, yeah, sure. What's going on? Um, well... Thorn and I wanted to maybe take you on a walk real quick. Alright. Sounds weirder than, yeah, weirder than it, it is. Does, yeah, it does. It sounds a bit weird. I don't bite. Okay, I do. But <laughs> I, I won't. Wasn't a particular concern. Good. Good. Sort of uh, got over that at the beginning of last year. Hello, mistake. How's it going, Tom? It is going relatively according to plan. And uh, it's just like, all right, no more questions for him. It's just uh, <laughs> Thorn does walk behind you. And she, they take you on a quick walk through Witherbloom, maybe make some small talk, ask you how things are going. You're not sharing that many classes outside of poisons and antidotes. And uh, eventually they'll stop beating around the bush. Like, so, tryouts tomorrow. Yeah, apparently. We'll, we'll be there. <laughs> Regardless of whether or not we get in, since I heard Baba Burning Hammer is going to be overseeing this whole shindig. Apparently. Ugh, <laughs> uh, that sounds like a drag. Yeah, it's not great. How's the handsome cat taking it? <laughs> <laughs> We're not in Crop Tower anymore, we don't have a cat. You know who I'm talking about. Has his, his mother grown back yet? <laughs> it's, it's starting to, it's like mm. fuzzy. <laughs> it's... Honestly, more interesting than whatever Gary's got going on. I saw that. You know, I... Had he asked me out last year with that goatee, I don't know what I would have said. Uh, yeah, no, as for Griff, he, he's been okay. I think mostly still the first week, still dealing mm. with classes and all the new things, and he's pretty excited about tryouts and everything. Yeah, we've been trying to get in touch with him, but... 
there's this like weird thing going on with Quintilius where he's just like, stop, no, you can't go any nearer, yeah, my roommate's resting. Sort of following him around everywhere like a lost puppy. I had half a mind to restrain him. I would probably pay to see that. But at least we get you, one of the gruesome two. So. <laughs> why, is, why is that a name? Perhaps you can relay message back to Griff. Yeah, so this is more his thing than mine. I hope that's cool. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm still very confused, but... You'll get it. You'll get it. You realize they're taking you to the Living Willows. You were here last year. You can see Rose Pentagar's old tree house up there. And you can also, of course, see the Dryads. The very ape-like creatures, because they're not fully grown yet. Just kind of looking down, very curious. Some of them begin to hop down closer around Thorn. Mistake. These are my family. Alright. Are you them? They just kind of, once again, very animalistic, very ape-like, very curious. Just kind of get close, but they don't talk. Griff, explain to me what a family means. I was born right there. And I just want to say it's right where Mistake is standing. <laughs> Steps to the side. <laughs> I am uncomfortable. <laughs> Therefore, these are my siblings, or closest to. Their food has been getting eaten, crushed, vomited all over by something. He looks at Aurora, and Aurora then turns to you, so she can talk a little more faster. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, so we tried told me his concerns. We brought her up to the Dragon's Guard. The Dragon's Guard say, hey, until the Dryads are of a certain age, they're not considered fully sentient beings. They're more animals, so they can fend for themselves. But this is not normal. And he'll point to some of the, the plants that are nearby. And you notice there also appears to be some garbage around, like very clearly garbage that students just disposed of. Bags of chips, wrappers, stuff like that. I love common Gary cards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing a lot like, um, is it flies that vomit on their food so that it'll, mm -hmm. it'll yep. break yeah. down and then they can eat it? It looks like that. It looks like something threw up on the fruits and the plants nearby so that they can disintegrate and then have been munched on. This is not natural. Stick's gonna investigate that. Yeah. So I'm in that one. You know, Mistake knows jack shit about nature. Mm -hmm. However, what she will do, realizing I have no idea what the fuck any of this is, she's going to tap her earring. I think she's going to focus on one of the, the fruits because those don't live very long. Yeah, yeah. You zone in on this exact same spot. And you hear a lot of the familiar, like, dryad sounds. They're just minding their own business. And then you hear, <laughs> I'll give you a copper, and you hit one in the head, and then just... 
Yeah, take that, stupid dryad. <laughs> anyway, what do you want to do next? I don't know. Like, and then you just hear it. Hey, bro, do you hear? Do you hear that? Yeah, it sounds like um, an elephant. <laughs> There's no elephants in the swamps. <laughs> well, you know, you're not like a swamp expert. Uh, well, you know. Okay, yeah, that's definitely an elephant, bro. Uh, I think it sounds like a rhino. I, it sounds definitely that big. I, and then you hear a growl stick. Bro, did you have like tacos today? Are you farty? I did, but, I, but I'm not that farty. Bro? No, I uh, I dealt with all my farting problems over the summer. Bro, did you have lactose? No, I, I wish I did. And then you hear the roar again, and this time it's way closer. You might even hear the bro screaming. Uh, <laughs> uh, Who are you? You think that you could step to my territory? I am the garbage king! And then you are sucked back in. <laughs> You have no idea what the hell this thing was. Roll a wisdom saving. Throw. That is an 11. That is three points of psychic damage. Alright, so Mistake is looking at this stuff and gets a headache. <laughs> Thorn immediately is there. His own arms extend as like branches to kind of keep you from stumbling. <laughs> she just sort of pats it down. You're right. Yeah, sorry, just pricked my finger on something. Um, you know, I heard overheard some people in the tavern listening. They were talking about having seen or heard some giant creature out in the swamps that called itself the Garbage King. Oh, and then when you, as soon as you say that, something lights up in the eyes of the dryads. They can't talk, yeah. so they'll go up to Thorn and try to like communicate some kind of sign language, because I think that's really cool. And Thorn is like communicating back silently. As well as like the garbage king? I also thought it was a bunch of nonsense and so did pretty much everyone else. Why like, there's no investigation into it. That sounds like a bad nickname for Fane the Broker. <laughs> uh, no, calling him a king of anything is just too much credit. I don't know what Thorne's doing over there, but I just wanted to let you know this is probably something we might bring up to the Yep Squad as like a potential thing to look into tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Because, um,. I, I feel, I mean, he's my roommate, I feel pretty bad. It's his family, and... Yeah, and, I mean, we sort of dealt with this sort of nonsense last year. Right? If there's something wrong in the swamps, it affects the whole school. Exactly. But no, no, these things are no better than raccoons to the Dragon's Guard, so they're like, they can take care of themselves. Which is why they let students throw rocks at them. What? Who did that? I don't know names, but if I find them, I have some ideas. Well, can you get me in on that, if you do? Oh, absolutely. Good. Trust me, my idea is finding everyone who wants to throw rocks at them. Oh. Just <laughs> keep doing that. Excellent. The entire day, week, month, until I figure it out. I'm in. This morning, it is the weekend. Triads are happening for the Beast Squad. 
Where is this? We're we folding the stadium. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have a stack of folding chairs. I know we have a chair to fight. Yep. I have other stuff that I could do. Mostly web. Seems like it would be a really fun one if they end up doing some kind of obstacle course. That's true. Maybe we just grab some of the other like gym and training equipment. Ooh, can we actually like the get some of the stuff that they're gonna use from Age Tower? Yeah. <gasps> and we also yeah. probably could, have, could use some like set stuff from Zapai. Maybe it can also be like a choice. You can choose like the strike contest where you fight this chair. You can choose the agility contest. Oh, right, depending on what you want to do within yeah. the club. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, like, like what the question might be, like, what do you bring to the table? Yeah. Well, yeah. I can do this. Okay, well, here's your scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Bartholomew, Bart, said sound before chairs for you guys. There is a fifth chair with Shelly's name on it that he leaves to the side. Bjorn does show up that morning. Of course with his squadron of clockwork servants, like his life's on the line and he needs to have them at all time. They stand at attention in the back, ready to act if anything gets out of hand. And he approaches the four of you. Griffin. I actually don't know what to call you right Vice now. Captain Burning Hammer is mine. Great, we'll, we'll go with that. And the rest of you. Good morning, Mr. Burning Hammer. Vice-Captain. Vice-Captain, Mr. Burninghammer. Burninghammer, thank you. How are you feeling? This seems dumb. We already know who should be on the B-Squad. Well, this is not uh, my doing, it's Dappowin's. She said the exception was, if you're gonna have this as an organization, people are allowed to try out for it. I'm just simply overseeing who gets to be involved. Now I've told Griffin this, so I might as well tell the rest of you. If you're gonna be running this little club, whatever you wanna call it, you will be useful to the university. Right, because we were so unuseful last year. I wasn't here, who's to say? <laughs> this year I am here, and I will personally be looking over your shoulders. There are valuable things in this school books that a certain organization of rebels in question used to infiltrate this school. And that made us all look bad. So it is our job to fix it before they have a chance to clean up their mess. We, we, and he like looks at each one of you in turn, we must get to those books first. That is priority. Whoever's trying out today, better be useful in such endeavors. I'll be sitting back here. And he does sit, does allow you to take the reins, but reserves the right to step in at any time. So I think Koss looks over the collection of people who are here to try out. Aurora's first in line, baby. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you everybody for your interest. Uh, it's so great to see so many familiar faces and so many new faces. I'm excited to meet all of you and learn about your unique talents. Uh, so this tryout's going to be formatted um, in a couple of different sections. We're going to have a couple of questions for you and then we're going to have a chance for everybody to show off your unique talents. Feel free to stop and ask any questions at any time. Otherwise, form an orderly line and step up when your name is called. Aurora Winterstar! Aurora flies into the back, pops up right in front of all of you. Hi there. Hello there, Aurora. 
My name's Aurora Winterstars, you all know. Hi! Hello, can you say your name for the record? Rosie Miffenbit was Fiddlems. Well, nice to see you again, Rosie Miffenbit was Fiddlems. It's a pleasure to be here. My name, yes, yes, uh, Lorene. Lorene Arnett, huh? Hi. Hey, Gary. Gary's just reading this off of like a list in front of him. Can you list any special skills you have? You mean aside from this one? And she pops into a bat, you know, makes a loop, comes right back. Thanks. Mm -hmm. I can climb really well, I'm a good fighter, I'm not scared of much. If somebody dies, I can make sure that they don't stay dead for a long time so that we can bring them back if necessary. Gives Griff the wide eyes. Useful. <laughs> I'm good at any sort of organizational thing you might need. I'm not very good at combat stuff. I can be fierce, but mostly socially. I can run really fast. <laughs> That's true, actually. I come from a sophisticated family of quandrixes, and I... Uh, she keeps shooting Bjorn Looks, who is just looking really pissed off. Just contemplating what to do here. I'm gonna create a silent image behind Bjorn. So Bjorn can't see it, but Boreen can. It's going to be Bjorn doing very goofy dances in his underwear. <laughs> so she starts, and then a couple of other people in mine start giggling. And Bjorn begins very slowly to look over. Just cancels the silent image before he sees it. What? While he's trying to run, I'm gonna cast a silent image behind him of the exact same thing. Miss Winter Star, how would you describe the uh, current nature of your relationships as they so stand currently with each uh, present member of the F Squad here in question today? You want me to explain individually what my history is? I feel like we can skip this I question we know this for Aurora, right? Like uh, do we really no. need to go individual people? Can we not just do the squad as a whole? Yeah, I would much prefer that too. This is important. Good just... job. Complicated. I like all of you. Some of you I have liked more for certain reasons. Gary is like very much not making eye contact <laughs> and pretending he's not notes. there. Notes. Notes. Wow, these are some follow-up questions. Hey, my name's Ricard. I'm uh, undeclared. Been told I'm the first undeclared second year in Strathaven's history. Bjorn stands up and begins pacing towards Doreen. Something funny, Miss Arnesa? No, no, no. I was just saying, I'm quite ambitious. I never leave any question unanswered. Sometimes I suffer from prejudice. She like looks at the mistake briefly. But, but, I try to correct myself if I find that I am mistaken. So, are there any other extracurriculars that would get in the way of performing B-Squad duties? Uh, well, there's band, and I'm also starting a band on the side, so if I have to quit Zaphi's band, then I will. Uh, yeah, like I do a little bit of everything. In the Entrepreneur Society, I work as a bartender at the Bozan Tavern. I'm a regular at the Swamp Detention Bog. I don't think that counts as an extracurricular. No, it's extra to the curriculum. <laughs> you hear from the back, this bloodthirst of yours. Is it gonna get in the way of things at all? Um, it only got in the way once. Yes, yeah, so are you gonna be reckless again like you were that time? I heard you attacked a member of the F Squad. I said sorry, right? Mistake? I did. You know the live-action roleplay mm -hmm. is a big part of my college life. There's also my protests, which I'm going to try to focus more on schoolwork this year, but you never know. A good cause might come up. 
C A U S. No, I understand. A good cost is always here. Yes. All I'm saying is, every now and then you're gonna get some pushback, guys. And I can push right the fuck back. Times change, rules change. If ever you encounter some trouble with, say, higher ups, <clears throat> she will, like, as subtly as she can, motion over to Bjorn Burning. <laughs> over there. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time. Um, oh, before we wrap things up, would you like to do the optical course or the combat challenge? I really feel like we need like a third one that's less physical. That's good. this part. I suppose, but if someone isn't, you know, physically inclined. That is true, I would probably flunk both of those. You could at least try without hurting yourself. Gary, maybe not so much. Awesome. <laughs> you probably won't hurt yourself. Never minded, one I would find a way chair. around. I think I insist on the obstacle course. So this obstacle course is clearly like lots of climbing challenges <laughs> and like agility stuff that a bat can just Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it kind of leads over. It's like, should, should we like, what are the rules? Like, this is not flying? No. No, no I think Seems like a special skill. Yeah. Yeah, I do but... want to put a web in the obstacle course because I have this spell and I don't know when else I'm going to use it. <laughs> She's going to roll an acrobatics check. <laughs> she rolls an eight. Okay, I really want this to be that she's distracted by Gary somehow. <laughs> she's distracted by the question. Somehow. He tries to like give her a thumbs up and it just makes it worse. Yeah, she's thrown off by the thumbs up. She's like, oh, oh, he's watching. And then her wing gets caught on the web and then she morphs into a human again. It's her arm that's stuck in there. Oh, crap. Can I get a do-over? I think Ricard goes up the obstacles, considers them for a second, and then just walks around every single one. Most of route, he did go from point A to point B. He sure did. He thinks to type the Can I ask um, for a special skills challenge for you in that case? Oh, sure. I know that from being tower mates with you in the past, there are a great deal of causes that are important to you in both spellings. <laughs> she blushes. Aww. Could you tell us a little bit more about why it's so important for the LARPers to be given the resources that they need in order to perform their vision? Oh, she was not expecting that question, so she lights up. Oh, well, I'm a dreamer, cause as are many of my friends. We know that some of us are certain shapes and sizes, but when you're a LARPer, you can be anyone you want. And I think that that's a way that you should live your life, is that you shouldn't just be limited by what you were born as. You should be able to explore all kinds of avenues. And another thing, and she like will turn her voice towards the people that are still in line. Just because rules were written a certain way doesn't mean they should stay that way now, isn't that true? There, fella. You're here, I'm Ricard. <laughs> if injustice is being seen, then we should call it out. And let this be a lesson to all of you that you... And she just starts going on a rant as Bjorn's trying to be like, Speed it up, guys, Maxine Oldfield. You just see a red-headed girl with goggles. Not over her eyes, but over her hair. Name's Maxine, you can call me Maxie. I'm here for this tryout thing. Gary's just like, wow, she has the same last name as many. I just kind of assumed since they weren't. <laughs> Why do you want to join the Beast Squad? I don't actually, but I do like repairing things and uh, I need to do a lot of it for my portfolio. I love machines, love working with my hands. Can I have Cass detect thoughts on Maxie when Cass asked why? Sooner or later, you're gonna need help fixing something. I'm great at it. I mean, it feels like we kind of have the fixing things covered, but we could always use extra help. Hmm. Really? Who's got it covered? Well, you, I you? do. I mean, no offense, but I'm pretty sure I could do it faster. 
Really? If you were my mom's apprentice? Yeah, really. Hey, Griff, could you fuck up that chair? <laughs> Griff takes Griff's chair and Koss's chair <laughs> and just goes, all right, repair off. Okay, this is going to be a Tinker's Tools chair. That makes Six sense. Months. She's like, wait, wait, wait. She puts on her gloves. <laughs> Her goggles. Oh, she's doing the Sweeney Todd thing. <laughs> Taking her time in preparation and then just... Yep. Oh. <laughs> Gary rolled a four. <laughs> she rolled a nine. Oh, no. Ah, did it! Got it! Oh. <laughs> Can Maxie say nice job while sitting on her chair? <laughs> oh. So you two have history, right? If by history you mean I met her last week. Uh, well, you know each but other. But also you... Apprentice for her mom. Yes. And there's some baggage there. Well, I didn't know that Minnie had a daughter till I met her. Well, that explains the resentment. What? She really hates her mom. Like, really. But Minnie's lovely. Alright, who's next? Oh dear. Bard looks at uh, Bjorn. <coughs> Rampart Suvish! <laughs> Rampart waltzes into the stadium, and immediately Bjorn is like, no. Absolutely not. Humor him if you must. That's a no. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Good to see you. Really? Oh. <laughs> I didn't see you there, Garrett Grigg. You're so short. I'm six foot two. And the I'm stake is five feet tall. I'm two inches. And I'm six six, so you're short to me. Anyway, hi, Koss. Hi, mistake. Grip, Grip, is, Grip is responding to it. Bjorn said he looks kind of pissed. Nizar Nizar, you're invited to my gala, and your family decides to make a fool out of me, ruin our event, nearly get away with it. And you think you have the right to show up here, show your face. I'm sorry, Bjorn, Lorraine's not her father. I'm sorry, Vice Captain Bjorn. Thank you. Anyways, not the point. Lorraine isn't her father. Lorraine was very pointedly not involved. How do we know that? <laughs> because he was very adamant about it, and it's pretty hard to fake the sort of reaction that Lorraine had. I hate to say it, but you don't necessarily have to have a relationship to be used if ever there were a leak in the boat. A leak? A um, leak? What Gary said is true. Okay, I'm not my father. Furthermore, I have confided in you two. I told you what my father told me. If there's anything that my father knows, he tells me, so I can always inform you. And Mr. Burninghammer, sorry, Vice Captain Burninghammer, you don't trust me, you can always read my mind. I have nothing to hide. You all can make your own choice. But if she gets in, there will always be a clockwork servant watching her. Always. My name is Rampart Suvish. I am junior cadet of Dragon's Guard. I am good at ass kicking. I take no shit from nobody. Now you're a very highly decorated member of the Dragon's Guard, if I recall. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Flatterer. He notices Griff's quiet demeanor. Any questions from this side of the table, huh? <laughs> Mr. Suvish. Yes, Burning Hammer? I would say that you are one of the best, if not the best, at your level. And it is clear that you are uh, deserving of those titles. Thank you. There are some here, however, who may find that you are not a good fit, despite your accolades. How would you 
respond to such people who would doubt you? How would I respond, huh? And he just pulls out his long sword, gives it a couple of swings by allowing me to demonstrate. Uh, well, before we do that, we did have, um, how now we can skip these questions, you qualify or describe the current nature of your relationship with each of the members of the F-Squad? Sorry, you want to ask this question? It's on the piece of paper. Do you have any examples of times you've made quick decisions that were impactful? Hold on. Examples of times i made quick decisions. Impactful ones, yeah. not just, you know, what you have for breakfast. Hmm. You know, I might have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um. Up next, Mel with Thorn. Oh, I've heard about this one. Make it quick, please, quick. And then slowly. <laughs> Buddy old pal Thorn walks into the stadium. Greeting! Could you state your name and introduce yourself for the record? Briefly, if My you My name is... Thorn, Mel with Thorn, and I am a Wither Bloom who wishes to apply to be a B-Squad member. Great, thank you. Furthermore, uh -huh. if you want me to describe my relationship with good enough squad, fine. You're cool, you're cool, you're cool, you. Puny. I want to see you fight this chair here that I presume you have here to bring to life. I control the chair. There's no point in me fighting the chair. What I'm trying to say here is this group needs muscle, okay? You lost Shelly Shell. Shelly Shell was your muscle. Well, now you have burning hammer. Are you kidding me? You have burning hammer? Hey! I don't really know how to do a skills challenge for mathematical aptitude. Is that something that you'd be able to devise, Gary? Do you want a math? test or do you want yes absolutely yes okay but math under pressure math <laughs> you know how you can animate chairs yeah can you animate some and costa just gonna hold out their uh duplicative magic homework can you animate this well if i do that then i can't animate the chair because i only have the one thing of balm let's do this and then costa's going to conjure up a giant image of their homework but with like an evil face on the gun, like <laughs> <laughs> If you solve it all before it gets to you, then you pass. I want to say she gets the answer wrong at first, but she's like, no, wait, 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 wait. She keeps backing up as the thing keeps on getting closer to her, buying more time as she keeps thinking about it, and then eventually she gets the right answer. She goes, the answer is 4,372. Cost stealthily writes this on their real homework. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Zamonasa. In walks this Triton with her big old backpack water tank. You just see the flump's eyes peeking out over her head. Hi guys, you know me. <laughs> My name's Jordan. I like numbers and puzzles. I have a flump. Good to know. We definitely are welcoming of pets on the F Squad and... Uh, At least not just a pet. Wumpleflump can sense when there's danger nearby. He'll turn red and he'll let you know immediately. He is my emotional support companion. Do you have any particular skills that you would offer to the F-Squad? Well, I love puzzles. I love them, love them. I can obsess over them. Longest puzzle I've obsessed over was a month. I uh, can decipher codes. I know several languages, including Elvish, Gnomish, Orcish, Abyssal, and Sylvan. And Triton, but 
That goes without saying. I do have uh, one question. You weren't officially a part member of the Beast Squad last year. What um, makes you want to join us now? I, I've heard things, and I've seen things. I had a clear view of Croc Tower the whole year, <laughs> so I saw most of what you guys were up to, and I was just always really shy to come over. One of you started being nice to me, and I figured, well, you can't all be that bad, right? I know Lorene had several bad things to say about you last year, but she seems okay with you now, so I don't know, I guess I just want to have a better social circle that's not just one person. <laughs> You want to solve the scary math homework? Yes. Okay, I can bring it back. Find <laughs> 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 the area under the curve. <laughs> Could I kick Burning Hammer's ass? Of course I can. Hey. Oh, that wasn't the question at all. <laughs> Give me a worthy opponent now. Uh, Griff. Griff. Shelly went to Ravnica. Give me the next worthy opponent your, you have. Your options are Griff or this chair. <laughs> I think he'll just swing his longsword down on the chair. Kind of splits it in half. Burning hammer it is. Uh, okay, I'll get that set up for the next person. <laughs> Gary goes and casts mending on the chair. Thorn. Hey, uh, love that. Yeah. What do you think your general response time would be if we needed something like in a hurry? All good things come. To those who wait. Yes, and uh, what do you think for us good people that wait time might be generally, of course? I would approximate. And at this point, your dad stands up like, oh gosh, I need to go for a walk. But here's the thing mid answer, Bjorn brushes past Thorn, and <laughs> Thorn stops him. Vice Cap. Burning I would like to say thank you. Your son taught me the meaning of family. And to that, Bjorn just blinks repeatedly. Hire him. He walks away. Shall we bring out the chair? Oh, yeah! Is the chair? <laughs> Finally get to use the chair! Do it. Chair. I don't know. Chair. I was also kind of hoping to just make another little flower and see what it does. But you know, chair is also chair. fine. One of the chair. 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 Oh wait, no. Chair. What's flowers? Chair. They are actually really significant, but um, you know, I just, from the regular will, we should talk about this more. <laughs> uh, right, right, okay. Chair. And there was just already just a regular ass wooden chair. So Gary shuffles over to it and gets out altered corrupted eldritch bomb mm. that can bring this chair to life. Up next, Martinus Lucifer. Oh, that's wrong. That's very wrong. <laughs> in walks a tiefling. He's dressed in the school uniform, but he rocks it, let me tell you. <laughs> These are probably the first set of clothes that are like this nice for him, so he is taking really good care of it. It's nice to meet you. Could you state your name and give an introduction for the record? I want to say, by the way, the record is one of those little owls that's just been recording. So we yes, back. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> My name's King. I am from Redville. Bjorn just leans into a stake. Friend of yours. Would that change your opinion? Maybe. Then maybe. Amber 
Myers? Oh no. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's me. No. My name is Amber Myers. I'm a black-leaning Witherbloom student, second year. I am really good at hiding and stalking and gathering information. I mean, that's sounds useful, right, Misty? And my special interests are Dean Valentin. <laughs> I go to all of his office hours. All of them? Bartholomew, can we get a copy of a transcript? Let's take a deeper look into this. And do you do any other extracurriculars on top of that? I recently joined one of the Mage Tower teams. Which one? We're called the Black Parade. Are you? If the B-Squad and Dean Valentin had opposing needs, Whose side would you choose? Why are you going against Dean Valentin? Right, no, 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 right, you're right. It's my fault. There are office hours mm -hmm. for pushing up daisies at the same time as a B-Squad mission. Well, then you should put somebody else on the mission. Understood. I don't see the problem. How would I describe my relationship with the F-Squad? Well, one of you I've known since I could remember anything. The rest of you I've only heard of, so I don't really know you. From what I hear, you seem like good people. And the world's an imperfect place, but there is beauty in it all the same. We must lead by example. What's your example that you want to live by? Oh boy, you shouldn't even ask that. I You're in for leisure. To be fair, I mean, we, we blow stuff up and we cause a lot of damage to things. I just, just put that out there. Right, that's concerning. <laughs> but I sincerely hope that anything you do fight or blow up was for good reason. I think that we can all be anything we want to be, anything we believe we can be. And <laughs> just so happens that an old friend of mine just proved that I was right. Well, of the ones that we have, obstacle course, the chair fight, and the race, which would you choose? Or really scary nothing. <laughs> or not. Well, I can fight. I choose when to fight. Mistake is very curious about this. Haven't done it much, but I suppose if any furniture is going to come alive and try to kill me, I would much rather get some practice in defending myself. So I'll, I'll take the chair, I suppose. Chair, 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 chair. chair, chair. So, burning hammer. We're doing this with magic or with fists? Why not? Why not both? Fine. And, and for clarity's sake, you know that you know that it was about me that I was talking about, right? What? No, Just get this over with you. That's what you What the hell is this? A circus act? I said entertain him, not make him think that he has a chance. You know, I do think that we would have a lot more legitimacy if we had a Dragon's Guard on our team. And he's the only one who's auditioning. I think it's called tryouts in sports. Oh, uh, that. Persuasion check, please. Sure. Oh, 21. Damn. He thinks about your comments about the dragon scar and he's like, all right, tell you what. Griffin! Yeah, Yes, VP? Show him what a burning hammer can do. And then he'll go up to the other three, he'll say, if Rampart Suvish wins this fight, he can be in the B-Squad. Chair, 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 chair. With the chanting, the chair gets hyped up. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts hopping over as a kid. Could he have the canonically dull short sword that Mistake had used to summon Phoenix? Yes. Can I say that he has to ask for a weapon because he realizes he doesn't have one and then Mistake like throws it to him? Sure, yeah, yeah. The chair is approaching. 
And King like backs up, holds his book back out like yeah. as a shield. Like weapon, Ma Ma weapon. Mage hands the short sword to him. Thank you. Drops his book back and does his best athletic stance. He starts swinging at it. Yeah. Maybe a couple of splinters fly out, but the chair is not wounded. Can you roll for the chair? Yeah. The chair absolutely. is going to attack. Is it spitting nails? Ooh! Splinters? <laughs> yeah, it's spitting nails. It's spitting nails at King, and King is backing away, and he rolls a 22 to hit. Yeah, that hits. As the chair is shooting nails, just for flavor, he trips on a rock falls on his back, and the chair is like moving over him, and he just stabs upwards, jabs the sword through the mouth. Bunch of splinters spray into the air and land on him as well. That was scarier than it looked. You should see the math test. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Uh, bye. And the chair begins to hop over. <laughs> Thorn's neck kind of cracks and binds and developes to kind of reinforce it, making it more elastic. He's waiting expectantly, waiting and waiting like a cowboy. When the chair is within 15 feet, Thorn's arms just like whoosh, whoosh, actual lines begin just oh, oh, lashing at the chair. 14, does 14 hit? 14 hits! The Thorn! All it takes is one attack. The chair just starts to break into different pieces and scatter over the grass. That was stressful. <clears throat> I need to meditate. <laughs> well, thank you so much. We'll let you have the rest of the time back. Name! Luke! Okay. Luke, what can you bring to the team? I play trombone and I'm- Louder, good. Luke! I'm good at transcribing music. This is not a musical club. Yeah, I, I kind of walked into the wrong audition. But then uh, I get in the line and I was like waiting here for so long. Luke, <laughs> what can you bring to the table for the episode? I, I can write the theme song! You said one of your special skills is stalking. Yep. I gather information. Could you describe a situation in which you use this skill? So, last year I was in the Witherbloom swamps following Dean Valentin. I'm sensing a trend here. And I saw him take these two bozos and she points at Gary and Griff to bozos. a secret little cave. It turns out Dean Valentin was keeping a mage hunter trapped inside of a cave. I'm sorry, he did what? Yeah, it was just like chained up there. I thought maybe it was like his secret hideout, but no. Now it's easy, we're just blowing up. He runs right up to you oh. with his long sword, but instead of flashing, he will point it right at you. Lightning shoots out. Grim's a prismari, and he would run towards it and then kind of twirl out. What do you do next? I He's gonna go for a tackle and try to punch him in the face. Right in for the spear in the midsection, backs on the ground. You're just raining down paws. Griff would then, he's gonna hold you down and just go, go with it. And he's gonna roll them both and stops with Rampart on top. What are you doing? And he starts punching you. <laughs> you guys roll around a little more and you make it an act. You make him look good. Okay. We're using those Prismari skills. Yeah. It's pretty damn believable. That Bjorn kind of tilts his head. <gasps> Didn't think Sufi just had it in. The fight is over. Maybe you're both a little bit bloody. <sighs> Everyone's watching. 
Raise your arms. Raise your arms. Rage up, burning heaven. Hey, what the opponent? Hey, look at this guy. He's super strong. I can still kick his ass, but you know what? Yeah, you know, you probably could. Maybe good, not, though. Good backup after losing Shelly Shell, I suppose. <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like we've reached the end of the tryout. As is, I'm feeling pretty optimistic about the crowd. We've had good applicants. I don't consider Rampart a good applicant. I had heard said Rampart is a great applicant. Rampart's an asshole. Only mm. to you. Thank that you. doesn't help! I haven't done anything to him recently. We're gonna need the muscle. Listen, if we're letting in one of your exes, we're gonna have to let in the other Stop one. Stop my ex! <laughs> I actually like my ex! This could potentially be a good way to help smooth things up. I'm gonna sit out. Build bridges by being good co-workers. Why do we have to be co-workers in the first place? Bjorn taps Gary on the shoulder. Gary doesn't like that, and no. he just stops talking. He's like, I don't want to be agreeing with Bjorn. I kind of want to add Rampart just to piss me off. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us again this week. This episode was recorded in Watertown, Massachusetts, also known as the traditional land of the Pekaset and Nanantan peoples. I'd like to give a huge thank you to all of the talented musicians that helped bring this podcast to life with their amazing music. We've provided a link to their web pages in the description. I would also like to thank our talented players, Tyler Rubin, Rin Garnett, Michael Yang, and Nikki Aguilar Thompson. This story would not be the same without their wonderful creativity. I've been your host and DM, Alex Aguilar-Thompson, and I hope to see you here again next week for another episode of Roleplay Radio. Next. Hi, yeah, yeah, it's a S-H-M-U-U-L. What year are you? You know, it's been it's been such a long time. It uh, kind of lost track. It's been a good time too. Um, Professor Schmuel, yeah. I I think only students can join extracurricular activities like this. Oh, you know, I, I remember doing figure drawing. Of I you. was the model, yeah. And, yes. and, and Schmuel pulls out the picture that that cost <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I kept you. It's he just life. carries it around. Life, like I, I show it to all my friends. I'm sorry. Like my son and his friends stated, this is a club for students. That was a squad. For students. A student squad. So, uh, why don't you turn around? Well, I, I thought that every club maybe could use an advisor. They you have know? that. It's me. <laughs> but you're very busy. Not you might be an assistant. As you're saying that, Bjorn is ordering his sentinel guard to escort. Oh, school. oh, is this, is this the, uh, the, the challenge? And, uh, he shoots an Eldritch Blast <laughs> at the two guards. <laughs>